Hi friends, welcome to From the Core with Carly Perkins. Together, we'll explore healing modalities that decrease anxiety and stress and learn to live from a joyful, heart-centered space. After struggling with bouts of anxiety, insomnia, stress, and burnout in my 20s, I began a journey of self-healing and discovery to attract and sustain joy. This resulted in a life filled with more resilience, ease, and flow. Now in my early 30s, I've channeled my dance and fitness teaching background into a deep desire to learn about and engage with various healing resources to continue to grow and also help others integrate them into their own lives. My mission is to keep engaging with helpful healing tools so that I can empower people to find their own personal healing within their intuition and soul connection to the natural world. See you inside the podcast. Hi, lovely ones. Welcome back to another episode of From the Core with Carly Perkins. I'm your host, Carly Perkins. I'm a certified empowerment and wellness coach. And what that means is that I work with people one-on-one to help them to find inner alignment within themselves and to be their whole authentic selves. If they're feeling blocked in certain ways and attached to limiting beliefs, we work with various healing modalities like emotional freedom technique tapping, as well as breathwork, meditation, dance, and journaling, discussion, and really different discovery methods to unlock our full potential to come into alignment with our highest true self. And highest self just means authentic, true nature when I say that. And so I I offer support for people who are looking to find healing within themselves using methods that have helped me a lot in my life to find healing, to move through periods of my life where I dealt with some mild depression and anxiety. I've used these different techniques and they've really helped me and saved me and enabled me to be my full true self so that I can show up as my, my true expression, who I'm meant to be. That's what I work on with people one-on-one, as well as in digital courses that I'm creating at the moment, other digital content you can find on my social media channels. So it's a little bit about me. I'd like to dive right into part two of my fun interview with Krishma Rupani. She is a Dharma coach and human design specialist. I know you're going to love this conversation. And this is a follow-up to the last episode where we dove into, you know, Dharma And breaking that down a bit, but really explored human design and how to get started in deciphering the human design chart, what to look for. So today's conversation, we we go through the profiles in human design a bit more, but we also spend time talking about the current Mercury retrograde astrological transit that is occurring now and it's actually completing this week so this airs a couple weeks after we initially recorded the episode so we were in the thick of it and now we're winding down we're in the retro shade period that astrologers like to call this time and we're we're winding down the themes that came up during mercury retrograde so now uh, this is coming out in the week of february 14th. So this is going to be airing February 15th. And so we will be closing out the retro shade period for Mercury. More to come on that. And then we will have another Mercury retrograde in May. And these transits happen a few times a year. So I think even though this cycle, this transit is is winding down at the moment, the themes that we talk about will, you'll, you know, be revisiting throughout these transits as they occur a few times every year. So they're not that rare and they're actually really 
an interesting and helpful time to slow down, to align with the rule of re, so renew, review, uh, and then rejuvenate, take time to just reassess things in your life and pause and slow down. So it's a great time to to embody that and that stillness and time to just slow and renew and recover. And I felt like recovering in the new year, shifting and, and with everything going on with the pandemic, it was nice to have this Mercury retrograde time. So nothing to fear there. We break it down a bit more. Krishma is a trained astrologer, so she will go through aspects of the Mercury retrograde transit for us. And we talk about you know, what does wellness mean to her and a variety of other topics. So I know you'll love this episode if you are into astrology and human design and just different numinous themes that leave you wondering more and curious if you're curious about the cosmos and this wonderful universe that we're a part of, then I think you've found the right place. So if you enjoyed this episode or other episodes previous, I would love it if you gave me a review, whatever feels in alignment for you. And, you know, just an honest review is great. So love that feedback and feel free to send me a message. My social channels are listed in the show notes. If you would like to see a certain kind of topic covered or if you have questions about the content and work I do, I am happy to connect with you there. So hope that you are enjoying your February and this is Heart Health Month. So it's a great time to pour love into yourself and I will be sharing more content on that theme on the podcast. I also want to note that I have an emotional freedom technique, EFT, tapping video. Uh, We walk through a whole tapping session on the topic of self-love that's currently on my Instagram. So find me over there. Let's tap together. I'll be adding more tapping content, tapping Tuesday content. I think I'll start (laughs) that whole theme every week if I can, or maybe bi-weekly, but check it out there. That's at Carly R. Perkins. And thank you for joining us today. I'll see you soon. Be well. So your profile is a one three. So all of there's twelve different profiles, um, and um, it's it's always two numbers. So yours is line one and line three. And just for reference, this part of human design um, draws primarily from the I Ching system. Got it. Um, the hexagram. Um, I always just like to mention like the original source of it. Yeah, that's um, so that's really helpful because I don't know that much about you know where. Yeah aspects of it originated like I know the summary but I don't know which came from where exactly yeah and it's something that not a lot of people know and I just I just feel like it's really important to mention so that we're not losing out like these origin systems are like thousands of years old whereas human design is only 100% you know you know just very recent um but anyway so yes the profile is kind of like the the role that you take on in life right so the so yours being a one three so the line one is really this like it's called the investigator. So it's this Mm. idea of needing to gather all of the information um, and like wanting to get to like kind of like the root, root, like information. So it's kind of like, I want to know why the sky is blue. So I have to like really, really understand everything about like how the earth is and like this, the ocean and everything to understand why the sky is blue. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so you want to get to like the root cause of the information. So some, so it's like kind of like digging, 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 like Google's mm-hmm. your best friend. I'm going to figure out everything I'm going to understand. It's like you have a thought and you're like, oh, I want to find out why and you just go on Google. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, and then, the, so just to mention as well, the shadow side of this may be like the insecurity of not feeling like you know enough and not oh. feeling like you're an authority enough on um, sharing the information. So I'm also a one three, so I also have this line one. And sometimes I feel like, oh, I don't know by human design enough. Who am I to share? Who am I to go on a podcast and talk about it? Like, I don't know as much as that person about human design. So sometimes we can feel really insecure with like our level of knowledge and our level of like being an authority on the subject. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, so that might play out into your life um, mm-hmm. at times. And then the line three is what is called like um, in official human design terms, the martyr, but I don't love that. It's like more like an experimentalist, like a scientist mm-hmm. in a way. It's kind of this thing of like, you know, we have like these things that we just need to try and figure out. And like, if we fail, we fail. Um, So it's gathering experiences, gathering like data of like this went right, this went wrong. And it's also like needing to do it for yourself. So someone told, came and told you, Hey, Carly, you know, you, this mic that you bought for the podcast isn't the best mic. And it, this, it could, you know, it, it's going to be a problem for this reason. Yeah. You're like, no, I just need to try that mic out anyway. And I'll, <laughs> if, it, if it sucks for me, then I'll buy another one, but this is the one yeah. I'm going to try without kind of listening to the other person. Cause you need to try uh, it for yourself. You need to have that experience for yourself uh, to know whether it was like a success or a failure for yourself in a way. Um, so the way I look at it for myself, um, again, because I'm a one, three, two, is I have tried so many things in my career and I've tried so many things that I thought were going to give me true meaning and fulfillment. And um, like, I literally have done so many things in my life and I just had to try them. You know, I have this yeah. idea of I wanted to like start a cake business. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to go invest in a bakery with a friend and we're going to try it. And like six months later, I was like bored out of my mind. It's like, I don't want to do this anymore, but I had to try it. Like, even though it's like all the advice is like, don't invest in a bakery. What are you doing with your money? Um, I just had to do it. I just had to try it. So yeah. I think it's Um, better to try things and then like fail, like, but as we said, like failing up to like learning from those lessons, because because it's to me, that's much better than living in regret or feeling I'm like, oh, I should have tried that thing. Like I, I did the Absolutely. same thing with DJing. Like I wanted to DJ and I did a little bit and I bought all the equipment, which was pretty expensive. And like, I ended up being at the time, I didn't really have the bandwidth to, to dedicate to practicing, which you really do for yeah. mixing records and all of that. And so like I had, you know, full-time job and I was in school, but I really had to try it. And once yeah. I did, I realized I really didn't feel called to, like it wasn't lighting me up. Like I initially thought it might, but I saw how to yeah. try it because it had been something I had always wanted to try from a very young age. And I knew that exactly. if I never did, like same with the podcast or other things I've done, I knew if I didn't ever try it, I would always wonder about it. And to yeah. me, that is not the kind of life I want to live. I don't want to live wondering what could have been with anything. Yeah. I want to just, if I feel enough passion about it, I'm going for it. <laughs> yeah. So that makes a lot of sense to me too. Yeah. And, but, and then it's also so interesting that like, you know, you and I feel like this, so I feel the exact same way. Like I rather have tried it to know for myself and not have the regret, but 
a lot of other people, you know, may not feel like this at all. They're like, oh, right, I don't want right. to try anything. Right. And then maybe that's yeah. because the line three isn't part of their profile. So just totally. My point is just to be like that, you know, everything is part of our design for a reason. We're already so aligned with our designs, you know, mm -hmm. because we're born this way. Like we're literally yeah. born this way. So yeah. we are living it out, whether we're conscious of it, not, I just, or, or conscious of it or not. I just think in being conscious of it and being aware of your human design just gives you more acceptance of it. So for example, like, like I said, I've tried so many things in my career and I've like, you know, kind of messed up so many times. And I always used to be like, what will people think of me? And, you know, like my resume is all over the place. My LinkedIn's a mess, you know, these kind of things, like how am I going to get a job? Um, and I just was so insecure about myself in that way. But then when I learned about like, hey, this is part of my design, again, it was just a huge permission slip. It was just very affirming. It was very liberating. It was like, you know, I am built this way for a reason. And, you know, as long as I'm okay with that, which now I am, then, you know, it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks, right? So, right. Um, you know, like, yeah, my point is that we're already so aligned with our designs, even if we don't know that this is our design. Um, and then, of course, there are so many nuances to the design. So, you know, not everyone's going to have a line three and not everyone's going to be like this. So it's like, you know, it also kind of gives you compassion in a way to mm -hmm. towards others mm -hmm. to be like, oh, maybe it's just not part of their design to try things all the time. So that's just how they are. And, you know, I'm not going to judge them for that at the same time. Um, yeah. So yeah. 100%. More reasons. I just love the system just because it's been just given me so much perspective and so much understanding of myself, of others, of the world in general. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah, it would be great if employers would uh, instill learning about human design in part of the, you know, onboarding process <laughs> at their, in yeah. their places of work, because actually in true projector fashion, one of my friends is a projector, showed mm -hmm. me human design in the workplace a, a yes. couple of years ago. It was like, yeah, 20, was it 2018 or 2019? And, and in true MG one, three fashion, I just like, really like, she just showed me, she's like, I know about this. And she had just kind of dipped her toe in and I wanted to know everything about it. And I didn't go yeah. like, all, all the way in, but I wanted to learn about it a lot and, and yeah. look up every, everyone I need, like all my, you know, the close people in my life, look up their charts, like understand yeah. at least the basics, you know, the, yeah. um, and so, strategies and profiles and all of that to get started. So that was really cool. And I wish that other, you know, in workplaces, that was something people would do because it, it does yeah. allow so much compassion and empathy to grow. Yeah, you know, it's really funny you mentioned the workplace. So there's two things I'll say about it. So the first is that, you know, there is um, kind of like a branch um, of human design, like you, you know, like there are people that are more specifically trained in this area of applying human design to the workplace. Because mm. like I said, there's five energy types, right? And so there's a way for the energy types to play off of each other. And there's like ideal roles and responsibilities within a workplace that certain energy types and certain, you know, profiles and certain, um, you know, authorities can take on. Um, so there are like, it's called um, BG5. So there are people mm. like that are certified in this and mm. cool. are working with, with workplaces to bring this. And I think that's so cool and amazing. And I just... I don't know what scale it's on yet, but I think it would be amazing if like all corporate environments, you know, adopted this. Um, so it is possible. 
But like the other thing I'll say is that that's not necessarily where my interest lies. So what I would be really interested in is if when we are in school, we learn about our human design. Because I think that that would just be like, if I think about my experience and the fact that I like the pressure I felt to study, you know, to take a certain like a major in, you know, in university and like then based on that major follow down this certain career path, you know, um, if I had just known about my human design, I think I may have just chosen a different like life path in university and major altogether. Right. Um, and so that, and it's just, I spent so much of my, of those kind of years between 18 until I discovered human design really, which was around 27, being so lost, so confused, so doubtful of myself, like having very, very low self-worth that I just wish that I, you know, that I had human design earlier in my life. And I think it could be so powerful for like younger people to have it, to have that knowledge of this is my design and this might be able to inform what I take on in the world and what kind of career path I go down. Like there's no concrete thing in the chart that says this is your design. So this is your ideal career. Of course not. But I think knowing and understanding yourself and knowing what gives you true satisfaction, fulfillment, meaning, purpose, all of that, and being in alignment can help you so much go down the right kind of career path in life. Um, um, And I think like that is one of the things that I just, you know, would be so behind to bring it to people like you know you know like there's like guidance counselors right like if guidance counselors could pull up a human design chart and be like this is your human design so (laughs) this is what you should you know try to do in university like that would be like the biggest thing I'd be so behind that Um, that would be amazing I would have hugely benefited from knowing my human design chart when I was younger and also feeling affirmed and you know being able to try out different things and and meander and have that be okay and not be something that that made me feel like I just don't know what I'm doing you know to understand more about how I try things out so that would have been so supportive um I could just talk to you forever about all of this so we'll definitely have Mm -hmm. to have you back on to go deeper into human design (laughs) but uh I would love to talk to you a little bit about astrology for a few Mm -hmm. minutes because we're currently in a mercury retrograde so this is being recorded Mm -hmm at the end of, uh, or middle of January, today is January 16th. So 2022. So we're, we're in Mercury retrograde. So totally pivoting, but also I want to bring it back to human design too. So, um, what, so one thing I'll mention is we're in a Mercury retrograde. So if you could like kind of talk about that a little bit too, and in bringing it back to human design, how you look at human design from your unique perspective, being the astrology, mm-hmm. the astrologer that you are and, mm-hmm. and maybe like how Mercury retrograde plays into human design at all, if it does. Uh, mm-hmm. And just maybe a few pointers right now, because I think, uh, I know personally, I would love to learn any tools and tricks and reminders, you know, to navigate this time, especially with everything going on in the world with, you know, COVID still happening yeah. and, uh, different world changes, uh, Mm-hmm. I am curious to learn more about the Pluto return of the United States, but that could be a whole other separate conversation because that's oh, a whole other oh, okay. thing. But um, <laughs> but yeah. I guess, like that's happening this year. So um, yeah, you, you could just like talk a little bit about Mercury retrograde. I know that was a lot coming at you right in this moment, yeah. but, um, but just take that and go wherever you want to go with that. <laughs> so before, okay. So I will just, I will just caveat all of this. So I, 
I, I, I don't really like, I, yes, I, I've studied astrology and yes, I apply astrology to coaching, uh, to my coaching as well as human design, but I apply astrology and human design as a, this is your birth chart as you, you know, you were born. So it's fixed to that, you know, moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is like, you know, how you're designed to be. And this is, you know, what you're meant, like you're, you know, that, like I mentioned, that path to karma, from karma to dharma, um, your life lessons to your potential. So I really look at, I really look at our birth charts as kind of like a fixed entity. There's this whole other, you know, aspect of, of astrology and human design, which looks at the transits, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, like the planets are always moving, right? And then the planetary energy is always kind of informing how we are in this given moment. What my perspective is, it's like, I think it's really important to first understand who we are as a fixed, like as birth, like, you know, fixed in our designs and our, you know, charts. And then we can start applying the transits and how does the current transit, you know, change, like not change, but influence us based on our original design. So how does the transit Mm. sit upon on top of the chart? Like it's a, like a layered chart in that way. Got it. So I just wanted to start by saying all of that. Like I, in my coaching practice, I don't necessarily bring in these transits. I have only really started looking at transits for myself in the past couple of months, just because there is always so much going on, especially with COVID. And it's really interesting to me to see how it coincides with the planetary transits and planetary energies. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so that I just wanted to, you know, say all of that yeah. as a caveat, but um, Mercury retrograde to me is just really interesting because it's so Mercury retrogrades um, four times over the course of the year. So it's like, we're in it a lot. Yeah. And what happens when a planet is retrograding, because all planets retrograde, it's just that Mercury does it more often mm-hmm. is that it looks like it's moving backwards mm-hmm. from where we are. But what it is, is just moving slower. And so when a planet's moving slower, it just kind of gives us the thing of like, we should move slower as well. We should slow down. We should rethink. And, and this is the thing with Mercury retrograde. Everything is like re, so it's like rethink, reevaluate, review, revisit, you know, like just kind of slow down and be like, are we on the right path? And it's also really interesting that it's hitting us now, like, you know, in the middle of January. So, you know, new year, new resolutions, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Like, let's go, go, go. It's the new year. Like we're two years into COVID. We're so tired of being slow. We just want to pick up pace and pick up speed. But, um, sometimes it's actually good to slow down. Sometimes it's good to reflect and, you know, take a moment to breathe and see like, where we are and where we want to go. And I think personally for me, like the holiday season, like really hit hard and fast. Mm-hmm. So suddenly mm-hmm. it was 2022 and I'm like, Oh wait, new year resolutions. I didn't think about any of it. Right. So knowing that we're kind of going through mercury retrograde just gives me a thing of like, Oh, I can slow down and I yeah. can think about stuff and I can, you know, take my time. And then with mercury, it's always about like communication So it's like, because what can happen is if we're on this go, 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 like gung-ho energy, you know, like new year, like fresh start, let's go, let's get into it, let's get started. 
a lot of miscommunication may happen. Right. Things have the potential to go wrong. So if you just kind of slow down and just kind of just, just talk less, think more, listen more, take time to process things, introspect, review, reflect, journal, just kind of be like, how am I feeling? Just slow down a little bit and think about what you want to say before you say it. It mm. can be really powerful that way. Um, and then, of course, there's the standard um, thing with Mercury retrograde of being careful with your tech. Because like, yeah. <clears throat> again, Mercury being the planet of communication, things may go wrong with technology. So there may be like miscommunication with emails or emails not sending or, you know, post Instagram. Like I wrote a draft for Instagram and then the post, dis- the, uh, the draft disappeared, you know? Isn't that crazy like that. how that happened? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's kind of like, oh, maybe it disappeared because it wasn't the right thing to post. You have to question yeah. it and think about it that way as well. Exactly. Um, so it's just being really careful um, overall with communication and just slowing down to think before you speak or think before you act. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, those are beautiful reminders. And <laughs> I, I feel similarly. So I really lean into rejuvenation, regeneration, going into this mercury retrograde, I just felt like I'm, I'm calling it radical rest. I just, that's Mm -hmm. all I, I, I mean, I, so, but that's part of my productivity too. And, and getting into, you know, something that really lights up my sacral response too. being a manifesting generator, like, okay, is it a hell? Yes. You know, what, what, how am I feeling? Do I just need a rest? Like, let's just kind of move slowly going into the new year and do things that are fully aligned versus mm-hmm. in the past I used to burn out in different jobs I had or different projects I worked on because they weren't fully in alignment or I just was doing yeah. too much you know I couldn't didn't have good boundaries with myself sometimes to yeah. say no to certain things so I really enjoyed going into this January and this mercury retrograde season with feeling support you know knowing that it is a good time to review and recover too from all the things that have been happening and mm-hmm. working in communications, I, I love to know about Mercury retrogrades too when they're happening. And I, I don't like fear them, but they are helpful because I will reread my emails and I'll reread yeah. messages, make sure I'm sending into the right people I'm intending to and, and slow down. And every time I do that, it doesn't mean, you know, things, snafus won't happen, but I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm better prepared and, and more understanding as to what's going on, even driving more slowly and like being allowing more time, you know, so I'm not running late and then something, you know, goes awry because I'm rushing. So it's just such a helpful reminder to slow down because in our societies, you know, we're in different parts of the world, but um, I'm sure we both have experienced, you know, this rush and so much different tech stuff happening and some adrenal fatigue at times. And it's just helpful Mm -hmm. to have this encouraging reminder to slow down and, you know, the and it's literally the universe telling us like, this is what's yeah. happening. It's time to slow down and, and take note. And it's helpful to, to do that. I think. I think it's really important because like something that I've been feeling really into lately, like since the new year is that pressure. Mm-hmm. It's like, are we acting out of and this, this, I relate to the root center in human sign, for example, yeah. because it's kind of like our adrenal pressure and our mm-hmm. drive to get things done. But it's, are we acting out of pressure to do it um, and do it now? Like, I have to do this now. Like, it has to happen or everything's going to go wrong. It's never going to happen. Or 
are we waiting for things to feel aligned and things to feel right? And so I felt the pressure for the first two weeks. Cause I, like I said, suddenly I felt like suddenly it was the new year and I was like, where did all the time go? Mm-hmm. And now it's 2022 and I just need to go, go, go and do things and prove myself and be like, all of 2021 went away somehow. And like, what did I achieve? I don't know. So let me just go forward in 2022. Right. And then I was like, okay, but I'm acting out of pressure. So what is the right timing? Do I need to slow down? Do I need to wait? And then having Mercury retrograde just like tells me even more, I need to slow down and I just need to not give into that pressure and kind of wait for timing and wait for, it might not be the best time, you know, if we're talking about communication, it may not be the best time for me to start talking on showing up on stories all the time. And like, this is what I do. This is the coaching I do, you know, might not be like, not to say that we can't do anything in, in Mer- Mercury retrograde, but I just felt like for me, it might not be the best time because I was acting out of pressure. And then another exactly, thing yeah. that's really interesting is that I mean, like I said, there's a lot going on with the planets right now, but also we're in um, Venus retrograde and we've been in Venus retrograde since the middle of December and it's going to be around till the end of the month as well, end of January. And something that I've realized during the Venus retrograde is that I need to slow down and think about what my true values are with Mm -hmm. my business, Mm -hmm. with my coaching, Mm -hmm. because what am I doing it all for? Mm-hmm. Like one is, and I spent a lot of <clears throat> 2021 just kind of learning more of the information and learning about human design more and learning about astrology more and so many other modalities as well, just kind of learning and integrating and applying it to my own life. And I want to bring this work to others because it's benefited me so much. And that's what mm-hmm. drives my coaching but really what are the other values behind it? Because we can't like, it's so easy to be driven by money, for example, right? Like I want to, you know, sustain myself through my coaching business. So I'm just going to like show up on my stories and like sell my coaching packages and just get more and more and more clients. But like, other than that, what are my values? And I'm not saying money is not valuable and we can't value it, but what are the other reasons I'm doing it? Like, I know <clears throat> I, I can say that it's benefited me so much. So I want to bring this to others, but what are the benefits? What are the values that it's brought me? Let me slow down and reflect. And that's something that I've been doing a lot. And I think that has really come into play with um, Venus being in retrograde as well, um, which is during this time. I've yeah. noticed that too, with the Venus retrograde, it's these retrogrades have converged at a really perfect time because, you know, it's not by accident that we're being asked to reflect on our values and slow down and, you know, it's winter. So it's a good hibernation time. And I've been feeling that same way too. Exactly. Like I can echo your same sentiments because I'm like, okay, well, what are my values around coaching? And then like doing my main job and both are aligned. And I feel like allow me to live out my dharma in different ways and they have some crossover too and I'm serving in different ways you know so there is alignment there and so it fills up my cup in different ways but I love to think about that you know like what are the values that back up what what, why I'm doing this and and have and how do our values change and where do our values come from and 
I, I think that's an important thing to consider because yeah, money is important and I do value money, but also it's not the only, it can't be the only driving yeah. force. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're in, uh, in an area of service and coaching and informing mm-hmm. and educating, helping others with healing modalities, you know, money can be a nice part of that and it should be, but also service and, and why the why behind it's really important too, right? and integrity and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I felt similarly to you, you know, wanting to help people with modalities that have helped me too, because we're passionate about the things we've learned and the ways that we've been able to heal through it. And I think this time, this, uh, you know, age that we're in during the pandemic, we need more healers to come forward and to mm-hmm. share their gifts because it will help to heal the world. I really feel so it's nice to see more people really owning their gifts and living their Dharma. So, and, you know, having people like you who are Dharma coaches who understand and can, can elevate people and empower people to live their Dharma is uh, really beneficial. I think for us, as we move into this next you know, era. So who knows what will happen, yeah. but having more healers is never a bad thing. I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like my main perspective of it is like, you know, we are no, like, you know, we, we, COVID has showed us, right. That we no longer just want to survive, right. Like we don't yeah. want to just follow through our emotions of, you know, going to work every day and then yes, having your social life. And then, you know, this, 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 and checking off these milestones and fulfilling these things. We want to thrive, you know, we yeah. want to just, we want to have more. And we realized that because we, we were stripped away with of so many things and we were stuck at home for so much of the time, we really want to have more. We want to have deeper connections to others, but to ourselves as well. And right. also just like you, like you said, you feel, you find so much fulfillment in your job and that's amazing, but there's also more, right? There's also more like you want to keep your job, but you also want to do more and you have the energy to do it because you're a manifesting mm-hmm. generator, of course. But like, we just want more and more and more, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But how do we connect to what is the more, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's for me, the birth chart. And that's for me having mm-hmm. the awareness through the birth chart is how then we can realize what is the right thing to take on. What is the most aligned? What is the most fulfilling? Uh, what's going to get us to our potential and then also the struggles you know because like I said I spent I spent a couple of years just really low just really low just really in the depths of shadow and struggling and you know but as soon as I saw my birth chart I was like this makes sense and I know why it's happening because I was always like why is this happening why is this happening you know it's like I know why it's happening and I know how to move away from it and move away from it feeling so overwhelming um, and dark to like, you know, moving up towards the Dharma side of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Was that your Saturn return? <laughs> yes. Or like yeah. part of it? Because <laughs> no, that's course. a doozy. That one was Of course it was the Saturn return. <laughs> yes, definitely. It was like, it's, but like, I think I think Saturn hits us all differently. And I think it hit me a little bit more intensely than it even should, (laughs) you know, because it really does hit us all differently. We all have different like um, experiences with it. And for me, it was really, really challenging and intense time of life. Yeah. Intense, but necessary to clearing. It seems like to get, to go to that next phase where you can like fully live your dharma probably, right? 
Yeah. Because without that, like, I I need it. I think I probably am one of those people that needed like that much of a wake up call and just to be hit so hard. Um, And I hope that other people don't need that because I don't wish that on anyone, of course. Yeah, mine was mine was pretty uh, extreme too. It was definitely like a yeah. tower tarot card moment. It was like, yeah, but, but it helps too. You know, it was beneficial, and and I do feel like certain things happen to guide us towards our of full course. potential. So, um, yeah. it's hard, it's painful, but it, there can be, there's always usually a silver lining. So yeah. it was so wonderful to chat with you. I could just go on and talk to you forever, but I'll let you yeah. go so you can continue on with your day. <laughs> we'll have to have you back on the podcast to talk more about astrology Absolutely. and human design and all sorts of fun modalities. So I'd love yeah, to know, so actually, fun. I do have one last question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I meant to ask you quickly. I'd love to know, this is something I ask on the podcast regularly is what does mm-hmm. wellness mean to you? So I'd wellness really just means to me is just um, taking care of ourselves. Like but not in the, you know, not in the, not only in the way of like indulging ourselves, you know, in self-care and like, you know, bubble baths and all of that, like really taking care of ourselves in like, you know, understanding our values, like I mentioned, Mm -hmm. and living in alignment with them, taking care of our bodies, taking care of our, um, you know, our connections, our communities as well. Just, just, just really being so aware and so like, nourishing and so you know yeah just taking care of ourselves just so well and that can be through so many different ways like even you know for me just um even applying like ayurvedic principles in my life of not only diet but like you know routines and things like that have just been really really helpful so it's just that idea of just really taking really really good care of yourself yeah well said and that's the reminder we can all use to take that time for full mind, body, soul connection and fulfillment and, and wellness. So love it. So Mm -hmm. tell us uh, where can people find you, connect with you? um, What are you offering right now? Anything that you'd like to give a (laughs) shout out to and where can people find your work right now? Yeah. So um, thanks for, for asking. Um, So I, I do like, um, you know, coaching uh, as well as like reading. So what it is, is it's, um, a minimum of two sessions. So we'll really dive into the birth chart to look at, you know, the potential and then to kind of analyze where you are along that kind of like line of like fulfilling mm-hmm. your potential. Love and it. then how can we kind of like, you know, get you where you you know need to go and where mm-hmm. you would be most fulfilled um, in life. Um, and yeah, so and then you can find me on either my Instagram or my website and I can share those links with you. Yeah, I'll include all those details in the show notes. That's great. Well, Krishna, it was wonderful having you on the podcast. Thank you for joining me today. And I'm excited to have you back to dive even deeper into human design. But this is a great starting point for everyone here. And I hope you have a wonderful remainder of your day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really, really enjoyed our chat. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, coming back sometime soon. Hopefully, Definitely. Thank you.